0: It's the ninth coup d'état that West and Central African regions have witnessed in just three years. The military seized power in oil-rich Gabon on August the 30th.
1: For well, the people here, have arrested me.
0: It put President Ali Bongo Ondimba under house arrest. Only hours after he was declared the winner in an election that would have extended the Bongo family's 56-year rule. General Brice, Oligui Ngema, head of the Republican Guard and a cousin of the ousted president, led that coup. The military leader was sworn in as head of state in less than a week. Three days later, he appointed a former opposition leader, Raymond Ndong Sima, as the prime minister of his transitional government. I'm James Bayes at the United Nations. Last week the newly appointed Prime Minister travelled here to New York to address the UN General Assembly. Is the transitional government regime change for real? Or was the coup a family crisis transferring power from one part of the same elite to another? We put those questions to Raymond Endong Sima. The transitional Prime Minister of Gabon talks to Al Jazeera. Raymond Dong-Sima, the Prime Minister of the transitional government of Gabon, thank you for joining us here on Al Jazeera. First, explain to me why was it necessary to have a coup in Gabon?
2: It was necessary because elections were not well prepared and the results that were given were not in conformity with what the reality
1: was.
2: If the army didn't step in, we would have riots and disturbances in the country.
0: Your country got independence from France back in 1960. Seven years later, Omar Bongo became the president. He ruled for 41 years. And when he died in 2009, his son Ali Bongo took over. So the family had run the country for 56 years. That's my entire life. Had Gabon become a family business? Yes, that was
2: somewhat what the reality was. If somebody is in power that long, he becomes entrenched in the political system, in the economic system, and it becomes a
0: a family business. Now, the coup took place on the 30th of August just before dawn. It seems to have had support from all of the military and they very quickly seized total control. It was led by the head of the Republican Guard, Brigadier General Brice Ligi Ngema, um, who was swiftly installed as the president and a week later he made you the interim prime minister, the prime minister of the transitional government. Were you in on the coup? Did you know it was going to happen? No, we absolutely didn't know that it was going to happen. Did you have any hesitation about taking the job as Prime Minister of this transitional government, knowing that it was as a result of a
1: coup?
2: Yes, I hesitated for other reasons. First reason was at the start that... Those involved in the government would not be candidates for future elections. I had to make a decision to renounce of being a candidate if I accepted. At the same time, not accepting would have been conceived as that me and the other people in the oppositions
1: We are not engaged or committed
2: to making the reforms that were necessary. And at some point, you have to make a choice. I made a choice between my own personal interest and the interest of the countries. Then many of us anticipated that we would uh, make a determination on the reforms
0: uh, during the national debate. Since you've taken this job, you must have spoken many times to the coup leader, who is now the president. Did he tell you when he planned this coup, what preparations he, he made for the coup, and why he acted when he did? I think that the
2: military reminded what happened in 2016 when the results were given. Uh, there were protests, a lot of contest. And the army was obliged to repress the population that were demonstrating in 2016. Uh, There were casualties and material damage in the country. And this time around, they came to the realization that if this time the result would have been the same. We would have faced the same situation with more dire consequences. And then they did not accept that they would uh, step by uh, and follow the same orders as in 2016.
0: Did he, though, express to you in your conversations with him any misgivings? Because, of course, his job was the head of the Republican Guard. The job was to protect the regime, and he ended up as the man who overthrew the regime. No, no, but the president of the transition
2: has expressed himself on this subject. It's not a secret.
1: They have him
2: and the other forces, chiefs, that uh, what was happening was not reasonable. They hesitated, but they had to make a decision. The decision was a choice between the results as they were being planned and the ensuing violence,
1: or to take
2: a responsible decision to avoid what was looming and the way they organize it I don't know but I know that they uh, talk amongst them
0: now if we go back to the election and the result came out just hours before the coup took place um, the official results showed that Ali Bongo won with 64.2 percent of the vote if the military felt it was fraudulent why not just put the second-place candidate in power?
2: Because it wasn't the military that were responsible for giving the results. It was the electoral council that were responsible for the results. So the military had to leave the electoral Council give the results. They had to wait until the uh, Council would give the results. And when the results were given, the consequences of the results is what the military did not want to see happen. They knew that after the results, when the, the population would wake up, They would have said, we're not happy with the results, and take it to the streets. And they would have received orders to the effect of repressing the population. And the repression mechanism would have been put in place, and the military wouldn't have accepted that. And if the military had stepped in before the results were given, it would have been conceived as if they had uh, an agenda uh, and that they wanted to place somebody else.
0: Let me clarify the status of the former President Ali Bongo. My understanding is he was initially placed under house arrest, but he's since been released and the government has said he can go abroad if he wants for medical treatment. Why have you decided to release him? Why are you not potentially pressing charges against him? You're asking a
2: question that is the responsibility of the Committee on Transition and Restoration of Institutions. The military, as you see, avoided to shoot at the population. And we had a process without any bloodshed and the military want to maintain a peaceful environment and it's not it wasn't reasonable to start by pressing charges and arresting people keeping them in jails
1: and
2: if that had been done probably some uh, followers of mr bongo would have taken to the street
0: and say we, we we're going to start fighting. But in your view, is he actually guilty of mismanagement and corruption during his long rule? It's not. To me, to uh,
2: answer, investigations and inquiries would determine what happened. If money had been embezzled or smuggled, and then we will see what the responsibility of those involved would be. You realise that uh, in the hours following the coup, lots of money was found in residences in houses uh, across the city. We have to find out uh, where that money came from, uh, how that money found itself in these houses and residences.
0: Yeah, you talk about money, and there was money in suitcases. I understand. Um, you say there needs to be potentially investigation. Already, there's been investigations over the years by France. They've conducted a series of investigations, one of which, which was dropped in 2017, but before it was dropped, it revealed 39 properties owned by the Bongo family in France and nine luxury cars. This is your country's money, is it not? He's been stealing your country's money. Uh, on parle l'argent de, des biens we're now talking about uh,
2: ill-acquired uh, assets. The logic is that it uh, vast amounts of money that were embezzled from uh, the country and led a certain number of people to acquire assets in France and elsewhere. Bon, uh, I have an opinion on this question,
0: and I, and I think that there will be a time where I can speak. What about the rest of the Bongo family? Ali Bongo's son, Nora had a very senior position. And as you know, the Bongo family is very large because Omar Bongo, who was the president before, had 54 children, I believe. France uh, is is charged nine of them currently with financial crimes. Are they going to be loyal to your transitional government? Are you not worried that there could be some sort of counter-coup? As we've already said, the Bongo family had had ruled this country for
1: 56 years. I think that
2: in a family of 56, there are people who think that uh, what's not right uh, should be uh, uh, exposed. I think one of the daughters uh, has expressed herself and saying that uh, the committee uh, uh, intervention was uh, the right thing to do among these children uh, there are uh, some of them who weren't we weren't really uh, uh, happy or uh, accepted what was happening. It doesn't mean that if you are a son of Bongo or daughter of Bongo that you accepted uh, the uh, uh, bad governance that that was happening. It's uh, the investigation that would show that uh, there weren't uh, unanimity within the family.
0: Now, the the general who launched the the coup, uh, General Ngema, Um, He was also a cousin of Ali Bongo I understand Um, he himself launched in 2019 uh, something called the clean hands operation to get rid of corruption but you're probably aware of this there's a group in the US an anti-corruption group the OCCRP that alleges he spent a million dollars on three properties in the US in 2018 and he purchased them in cash without a mortgage so is the man you serve the new transitional president is he clean or is he corrupt?
2: I don't know. I can't answer these questions. If there are information that were obtained by certain people, they have to put this information on the table.
0: Let's talk about your country's economy. You are an economist. That, that is your background. Uh, it must be evident to you that there's something wrong in a country with 2.3 million people that's an OPEC member that has the fourth highest GDP per head in sub-Saharan Africa, and yet a third of the population lives in extreme poverty.
1: Yes, I want to remind Pourquoi?
2: that. The notion of uh, gross uh, national income. I oppose this notion. That income is the sum of uh, the value of uh, national enterprises.
1: Foreign
2: investment uh, makes it that uh, the uh, benefits of these companies, these investments, becomes a foreign income,
1: and. Who
2: produces the benefits that
1: we're talking about?
2: It's not the Gabonese, but these foreign companies that invest in country and reap the benefits of their investment.
1: Yes. Because in reality...
2: The share of the Gabonese people uh, is not what is the reality, because uh, the national income is an aggregate that is easy to use uh, to compare, but the reality is, is
0: different. So how do you change things to deal with the poverty and unemployment you have in your country?
1: I think
2: to change the situation, we have to invest money, significant money, in collective infrastructure. We can't just take money and to distribute it uh, amongst the population. The interest of the state is to create infrastructure so as to improve the conditions for the whole country in water, uh, energy, uh, and other uh, collective services, public
1: services.
2: And if you want to improve uh, individual revenue, you have to create
0: employment. One area where the government of Ali Bongo was praised was by environmentalists and protecting the rainforest. 85% of the landmass of Gabon, I understand, is, uh, is jungle. Um, do you pledge to continue that commitment? Yes,
1: of
2: course. It was a, a good commitment, I think, that to preserve environment and climate it's a question uh, that's important for the entire humanity, not Gabon only. If we could contribute to uh, spaces uh, or policies that would uh, help pre- uh, protect the environment and the climate. But the uh, problem is that the population doesn't see uh, the link between uh, its uh, commitment efforts and the uh, uh, The benefits of these efforts. That's a problem. It's a very asymmetrical uh, proposal that you ask countries to make these efforts and they don't see any revenue, any income, any benefit uh, flowing from these efforts.
0: Let's talk about the region because the coup in Gabon was just the latest one in West Africa. There were coups in Mali, Guinea, Burkina Faso and Niger. Yet if you look back a few years there were no coups anywhere on the continent of Africa between 2008 and 2017. I wonder what you think is going on and I wonder also why all the coups seem to be in French-speaking countries, former colonies of France. Is that a coincidence?
1: I
2: don't know why exactly these situations are in former French uh,
1: colonies.
2: In Gabon, it's a different situation from what's happening in Mali or in Niger. We don't want to see uh, a whole uh, amalgamated uh, uh, interpretation of what uh, happened uh, in Gabon. In these countries, uh, they are facing an increasing pressure from terrorism and also there's a certain wariness of these countries where uh, they don't see performance
0: of uh, the international community actions. France still maintains a military base in Gabon. Are they still welcome under the new transitional government?
2: we didn't uh state our position in terms of our relations between uh given partners if that question uh, comes when we have a national debate we will uh, then tackle that question then we have first to resolve our own domestic problems before we start talking about our relations uh, with uh, our international partners
0: normally when there's a coup somewhere in the world one of the first places it's discussed is among diplomats at the UN Security Council but of course in this case Gabon currently serves on the UN Security Council it's one of the 15 members did this make the last few weeks more awkward or did it or is it making it easier for the new transitional government do you think
2: I think people are asking questions
0: when they talk about coup
2: There are a number of decisions that are announced here and there, and they consider the change is not uh, in accordance with the standards and the principles. But what else could we have done? So at the Security Council, people might ask questions, but all we do is to explain why uh, the change happened and what we want to do in the future. And the reason was to avoid chaos, bloodshed, and uh, uh, that's that's a situation. We always ask what would have been uh, the
0: best situation
2: or the best option.
0: After the coup, Gabon was suspended by the African Union, by the regional group ECAS, and partially suspended by the Commonwealth. And yet, I'm somewhat surprised you were able to travel here just a few weeks after the coup to the UN General Assembly. Tell me, how easy was it to get the visas and permission to come to New York as a new government?
2: Well, other countries where a coup happened, that, that uh, you know, with representatives came to New York.
0: Well, ask, ask the government of Myanmar. They're still waiting to come to New York and they're not allowed to come. I can't answer. I don't know what happened in Myanmar. Okay, well, let me get back to democracy in Gabon. Let's be very clear what your pledge is. When will there be democracy again in your country? When will there be elections? What date? What the president of the transition indicated,
2: it's not him that would set the date of the end of the transition. He asked for everybody to be in national debate to uh, discuss the problems and the solutions and how to go about and hold
0: proper elections. But what's the timeline for those elections? I mean, you, you, can't, you can't have a debate that goes on five, ten years, can you?
1: We don't
2: want to. Uh, just uh, rush into uh, what we want to do we want to make it right and we think that 24 months is
0: uh, an uh, appropriate average given what we, wa- we we have to do and just to be clear will you or the transitional president will you be candidates in any election in 2025? At this stage
2: I, The Charter says I can't be a candidate, so if there are uh, other changes, but as of now, uh, the Charter doesn't allow me to be a candidate in the next
0: elections. Okay, we're about to finish, but I just want to clear up one thing, because I've seen this assessment and I want your views on it. Um, you previously served as Gabon's Prime Minister from 2012 to 2014, and then you joined the opposition. Uh, The uh, transitional president, uh, he's a relative of the former president, uh, Ali Bongo. Some people are saying that this wasn't really a popular coup. It was a palace coup. It's the same elite running the country, just with a different man on top. What do you say to that?
1: History would tell
2: what it is really we could speculate we could hold that position but history will tell what is certain is that if the military hadn't stepped in we would have had a different situation is it what people would have preferred around the world when the military stepped in i wrote a paper it and stating that this was a, a, a better solution but we couldn't have just uh, called on our part, uh, partners and, and our followers to say, we're not accepting, let's take it to the streets. And if we had done so, and it was a recipe for sending our partisans to the streets facing the military, would have been repressed.
0: Raymond Don Sima. Prime Minister of the transitional government of Gabon, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera.